Welcome to another episode of the Grappling with Life podcast. Today I am joined by Tahseen Tekla from Rise and Glide, uh, all the way from California, IA, Los Angeles, Pomona, I think he said to me. I hope I'm right. So, Tahseen, welcome, bro. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I've been okay, surviving. Alhamdulillah, man. So, did you manage to nap after the. Uh, I, I got maybe 20, 25 minutes in, which was, it was sufficient. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So um, let's just get started from the beginning. You're, you're quite, I mean, I've, I don't know if you know, I've, uh, I've been following you for quite a while, on and off. Because the algorithm, you, the YouTube algorithm keeps spitting out your, your, your um, videos. And mm. I thought to myself, you know what, let me reach out to him. Let me see if he's, uh, he's game, innit? Do <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So Alhamdulillah, I reached out to you on Instagram. And you were kind enough to kind of respond, mashallah. I know the time difference is a bit mad, but, um, and here we are today, man. So I appreciate you coming yeah. on. No, thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks uh, for reaching out. Uh, but I promise I don't bite for people who reach out. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for making it happen, man. No problem, Habib, no problem. So let's just start from the beginning, man. Where were you born, raised? And then we'll um, we get cracking on the grappling side of things and what you're doing now. Sure, sure, sure enough. Born and raised in uh, Pomona, California. Um, I'm originally from Syria. Parents are from Syria. However, I did live in uh, Sharjah, United Arab Emirates, for a period of five and a half, six years. And that has everything to do with my grappling life to this point. Right. Yeah, cool. very, very crucial time in my life. So where you are now is actually where you grew up? Yeah. yeah oh, cool. Exactly. I didn't realize that. Yeah. One. Okay. So are your parents, yeah, with, yeah. as in, are you... Are you near your parents, or are they, are they are they in the UAE? Are they in America, or? Yeah, my parents are here. I mean, my mother, my brother's families, my family is here, except for my father. He still lives in Emirates. Okay, mashallah. And um, but yeah, basically, I was raised in the same exact spot, just a few miles. No way. Miles yeah. What was that like, man? You know what? I get that question a lot from Americaners. You know, Americans out here, and I tell them, look. I lived in America, but I didn't live the, the American lifestyle. I was always in Islamic schools and mm. private schools surrounded by the Syrian community on the weekends and whatnot. So I was basically around my own people during the, the whole time. So yeah, it was, it was good, alhamdulillah. Very uh, uh, fruitful upbringing, alhamdulillah, as I can say. So you went, so you, had a, um, you went to Islamic school growing up, all the way up to college or just the primary education? Yeah, yeah, I did uh, almost my whole life in private school. Mashallah. Yeah, private was it like a Syrian school? school? No, it's not not Syrian. It's just uh, Islamic school. You know, they welcome all Muslims. Okay. Small little private school here in Pomona. Um, I spent most of my time there. I did around three or four Islamic schools during my time. Right, right. Because you know, in, yeah, in yeah. the UK, we have like um, I think Zach, you went to one. Uh, there's a Libyan school, actually run by the Libyan government. Is it is it run by the Libyan government? Yeah, really. Yeah, so they, they, they it was like a. I don't know. If, sorry, let me backtrack for a second. Yeah, I don't think it was run by the Libyan government, but it was a Libyan curriculum. So you know the whole like schooling system kind of transplanted, yeah, them, yeah. and I think someone ran it like that. And there's an Egyptian. Yeah, you had to do the uh, national anthem. Yeah, the national think. anthem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Libyan national anthem in the morning. I didn't go. It was strict, man. From what I saw, Zach was there. 
Um, it was crazy, bro. And then um, there's a, there's an Egyptian weekend school. That, it's like an Arabic school. With with um... Egyptian weekend school. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, anyone's available. Anyone's like uh, welcome. Do you understand? But it was like Egyptian curriculum to learn Arabic, basically. Mm, that's so that's what, what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like you might have gone to a school that was kind of subsidized by like maybe. Um, do you see well, what I'm saying? Yeah, we, if, if you're going to word it like that, it yeah. was, so the first uh, private school, Islamic school we went to was, uh, that was a mix, that was a mix of everybody. Yeah. But the second and third, that was like a Hev's Islamic school. So that okay. was run by the Pakistanis and Indians, but right. we don't call it Paki-Indi school, you know, just call it right, right. Islamic. I understand, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, um, no, I went to a Muslim school up for primary school up to grade five, basically. Same as... So year five, like ten, maybe nine, ten years old. Is that grade five for you guys? I was gonna ask. Is grade five fifth grade? Fifth grade. Sorry, group? we call it year five. I tried to Americanize it. I did it wrong, bro. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it's called year five, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's nine, ten years old, roughly. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair and the enough. head teacher was Syrian. He was a bad boy. He- <laughs> is that good or bad? Bad or good? It depends. Oh. I mean, when you were young, he, we, we scared. We were scared of him, man. Like, oh, okay. we were scared of him. He was like this short Syrian guy, really severe. Didn't smile. Um, Give like, us a bad rep. Huh? No, not really, man. Because I had I had Syrian teachers as well that were like okay. very, very okay. nice, man. It was just him, innit? Like, doc, uh, I'm not going to blow up his name, bro. Like, forget that one. But if I was you, I would have went to the Egyptians, bro. Those guys know how to kick it. <laughs> They know how to have fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, so mashallah. Like, so, okay, that's interesting, man. So what yeah. happened? So, you know what, what happened to me? I don't know if it was similar to you. Was when I left that school, I got a culture mm-hmm. shock, man. Yeah. Mad it's culture a, shock. What happened to me is in grade nine, so year nine, I yeah. left to Emirates. Right. And then from there, we were in <coughs> another private school. But it wasn't like Islamic. It was just a private school, you know. And everybody there is obviously Muslim for the most yeah. part. Um, but it was segregated. It was a huge school, but it was segregated between boys and girls. Right. Um, and that was a cultural shock, you know. We moved to the Emirates with intentions of being like better Muslims, you know. Yeah. Uh, somewhat somewhat leaning towards our, our Arabic roots, even though it's Emirates, not Syria. But um, yeah, that was that was a big cultural shock for us, you know, to see the people how they acted, these young uh, young guys, and it turns out we were like the most uh, uh, well behaved, following Islamic morals. Everyone out there was just you know they're wilding out, it free. yeah, wilding out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I heard the stories. I got mates of mine that uh, teach over there um, in UAE. Uh, mad stories. I can't even repeat them here, man. Like it's yeah, so it's, bad, it's, man. Like yeah, um, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen it and you've heard it and you've experienced it, man. Um, I I spent three years um, in this school, you know, grade 10, 11, and 12. Um, and I was with the Emirati. So this this private school had like high-level Emiratis, you know. They, what I mean by high-level is like um, like the sheikh's nephew's right, son. Right. Or he's the uncle of this sheikh and that sheikh. So these guys were coming with like Louis Vuitton Gucci shoes to PE class. I swear, man. <laughs> And that goes to another topic. If we get into if we get into the grappling, yeah, 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 man. Wow, man. Everything. Yeah, it was a crazy time. So that, you know, for me, uh, Tahsin is um, 
I remember like I used to teach, yeah. So I had this um, Jamaican student, okay. yeah. So her mum became Muslim, and they decided to to live in Saudi basically, and mm-hmm. she her mum taught English to a princess there. I don't know if that's what you call them, but I think yeah, that's what yeah, they're yeah. called, right? Princesses, yeah. So she said, she said basically, so they used to come to London. Have you been to London, uh, Tassim? I have not. It's been you on have, the list for so many years. You need years. to come down. So when you're down, but we definitely come down to Legion, inshallah. hundred percent, Habibi. Yeah. So, yeah. So he, he, um, they they came down, and uh, this is well, this this blew my mind. Yeah, they went to Burberry. Uh, no, they, there's this. Do you have Safeways over there? Safeway. Safeway. It's like a grocery store. Like a, it's like a chain. They don't exist oh, anymore. Okay. It's no, like Walmart almost. It's like Walmart almost, yeah? So the kid wanted sweets. So she goes to the girl, go and take her to the shop. She gave her 250 pound. That's almost $300, man. I think maybe a bit more, yeah? Okay. To buy sweets, man. Candy, basically, sorry. Yeah, like chocolates and all that stuff. So they'd go to the yeah. shop and, you know, like, you know, I don't know, you know, in the grocery stores, you've got like the, the chocolates like that. And then behind yeah. it, you got the boxes. Yeah. So they open it up, right? Yeah, she took the boxes. boxes. She'd get the boxes. It's crazy. That's oh how they God. think, man. That's the kind of... They went to Burberry. Listen to this one. This was another one. There was a Burberry shop. They went in there. And they were like, okay, this one, this one, this one. And they're just looking like this one, this one. And then they just left. She goes, that mm-hmm. evening, a massive truck came with all the sizes. And it oh took it into oh, her house fruit. and she tried in her house. That's next level. It's man. next that level, bro. <laughs> yeah, they do that out there. You know, subhanAllah, I had, um, I mean, not that similar, not that same experience, but in Emirat, these rich guys, subhanAllah. May, Allah, may Allah bless them. Some of them are still my good friends in yeah, high, from yeah, high school. Yeah. But money, subhanAllah, was not an issue whatsoever, bro. And it was just like how we have water. It, it was running water. It was... Uh, <laughs> Money was running for them, no problem, no problem. So okay, so you you was there for three years. Then what happened after that? So you, I'm, I'm guessing you were like up to age 18, 17, 18, right? I was in that high school for three yeah. years. Oh, I, I did. Um, yeah, I, I lived there for a total of almost six years, but I also um, did some university years over there, and I just was free for a year or so. But yeah, so the interesting part is in high school, if, if this is the part where we get into grappling. Yeah, yeah, whatever school, you want, bro. Yeah. In high school, I was training uh, kickboxing and Muay Thai. Um, I had done just a little bit of jujitsu with the gi grappling in, in Pomona before I left in 2008. So when I went back to Emirates in 2009, 10, and 11, I was focusing fully on uh, Muay Thai kickboxing. And I had a fight, professional Muay Thai fight in 2000, like I'm either 11 or 10. I was, I was a junior, grade 11 in high school. Wow. So, it, it's a, so what, it's what a age is that? I was 17. 17, okay. So you yeah. had a pro fight at 17, Muay Thai fight. It was a pro fight, but I'm not pro. My level is not pro, but it was a pro right, fight. Right, okay. Yeah. So um, get into the fight. Uh, the coach calls me one night. He said, "Hey, uh, I see you want to fight professional? Yes or no?" I'm like, "Yeah, coach, I want to fight professional. I'm all hyped up with energy." He's like, "Okay, come to the gym right now, and let's take pictures for you for the 
for the posters and, and all that good stuff. I said, okay, yeah. finally, yeah. I'm getting some attention you know, from the <laughs> kickboxing world and Muay Thai. And uh, sure enough, uh, we did a training camp for six weeks, I believe. And there was like a press conference the day before. I'm hanging, up post- I'm hanging up posters <laughs> in my high school. There's posters on Sheikh Zayed Road in Dubai. And my dad is looking at me. He's like, you're my son. You know, he calls me Nus Bantaron, like half pair of pants, you know? Nus <laughs> Bantaron. <laughs> He's like, you lose Bandaron, you're on posters on Sheikh Zayed Road and this hotel. And uh, he was a little bit shocked, but he was impressed. Did he know what he was uh, doing? Did he know that you were doing, obviously, Mike Muay and all that stuff? Yeah, like, was he, he, was, he was supportive? supporting me fully. Yeah, oh, okay, he was right. fully supportive, 100%. But he, he was happy for me, you know, like, well, look what my son's doing. And, um, I remember he came with me to the press conference, and now it was time to do the face-off. And... Um, you know, stand to take some pictures, and I yeah. look at the guy. I'm like, "Yeah, Allah, I'm fighting this guy." <laughs> so I'm before, fighting a mountain. So before this time, you haven't met this guy. You don't know who he is. I know who he is by one picture. Right. They told, they told me he's an old guy. He trains a little bit, and uh, here's a picture of him. And I saw pictures, and he had like white hair. I'm like, okay, it's no problem, man. I'm young, and my cardio is the best. There Uh-oh. we go. <laughs> one second. Where are you, man? Oh, this guy is good. This guy is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where is he? That's me in the middle. Oh my, my god! Point. I see you. I zoom in, bro. You gotta zoom in, man. Oh my bro, god! Right, you look mean over there, bro. Look That's at that Bolo me. Young over there on the left. <laughs> I'm in the middle, right? I there. can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And who's the guy yeah. you're fighting? Oh, that the guy with the grey hair. Right under me. Yeah. yeah Maga. What is he Russian or something? He looks. Uh... Chechnyan, bro. Chechnyan. Oh. Let me, let me tell you the story. Give me one second. Go ahead, go ahead. Now, this, this story is like the, the start <laughs> of everything for my life. I kid you not. Yalla, go ahead. So, um, it turns out he's 33 years old. Um, he's been training almost more than half his life with, you know, karate, taekwondo, kickboxing. That's, how the, that's what they do out yeah. there. They just train, you know? And... Um, at the time, I'm 17, so the, my coach had to, um, under the table, to make me look older to fight professionally. And that time, I'm in good shape, alhamdulillah. My cardio is the best of the best. My striking is, you know, doing well. Uh, but I look at him in, in the, the weigh-ins, in the face-off. I'm like, man, this guy's bicep is bigger than my head. You know, this guy's built. If I'll find some pictures, I'll send them to you. But anyways, so I don't give much thought. And... Um, the day of the fight, the night, they call out my name. It's on YouTube. They call out my name. Exactly. Uh, pull it up. Elite Boxing oh, presents. That is loud. <laughs> You're killing me, bro. <laughs> is this you, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Right, let, oh, let's see, let's see. I hope we don't get pulled down for this one, bro. No, no, Elite Boxing, they're done. It should be all right, yeah? Should be, inshallah. Yeah, Rob. Bro, that's legit, man. man. Bro, I'm telling you, the seats were like 300 bucks, uh, TV, news. It was crazy, man. It was... That's me. Look at that full head of hair, mashallah, bro. Allah barik. Allah barik. Man, I'm, I'm 70. I'm nervous, man. I'm shaking. But so talk like, us through this, bro. Time. What's going through yeah. your head here, man? Tahzeen, it's the point of no return. That's it. 
Right? He, I've been drug with you, man. If he dies, he dies. Oh, like uh, you struck first, man. What did that? Le- jab, watch the jab. Oh, oh. oh. This brother's strong, oh. yo. He's strong. Yeah, we're going at it. But you're not, you're not by yourself, bro. Right, you're scrapping. Well, you, you missed it. You missed it. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Right there. Right there. Oh, what the hell did that feel like, bro? Uh, I don't remember that feeling of that one. I just remember just it was like a flash. You know, it just. That's it. Gloves up, bro. But my cardio was good. I wasn't huffing and puffing. He was a bit, you know. Was he tired? A little bit during that. It's not a full fight on the video, but. Bro. Can you see his technique level? How he's yeah. like, it's very experienced. Snapping his I'm, kicks. What weight, what weight were you fighting at? Yeah. I think 84 kg. Oh, yeah. He's going at. Look at this man. Where was your dad at this point? Oh, see that jab? Hey man, you gotta give me credit for that jab. One hundred percent. Look up. Oh. <laughs> you were gone before he realized, bro. <laughs> but you know when you get knocked down like that, mm. and then you come back up, like, are you dazed or are you like? I'm just in shock. Like I'm okay. it's still it's still you know it's like that's even get yourself together, get yourself together. Bro, this was like, like a setup, bro, man. You got set up, so, bro. Man, it was it was an experience. I got so much street credit from that fight. Is it from people all over the martial arts world? So I just what, did it because I love the sport, you know? So what happened, bro? Because obviously we didn't watch the whole game. Yeah, like, I don't know why they don't they they don't have it finished, but um he knocked me out a few seconds complete. There was there was, I think, 30 seconds left for the first round, and he gave me two hooks, and I was out cold, cold, Whoa. cold. If you search some pictures, you can see me lying down, like, as if I was dead. My my, my parents, mother and father, they were sitting, like, second row <sighs> watching. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Man, and how did it I feel when you woke up. back up again? Because everyone, like, they say that when I got knocked out once, um, I was on the street, though, yeah, from, from behind. Uh, it was a oh. school fight, you know, like stupid schools, stupidness. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember waking up thinking, like, I don't, I didn't even remember what happened before that. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I woke up and I lost memory. I couldn't remember anything. Um, what I the whole up, day? Yeah. So after that knockout, I woke up in in the car with my parents, and I was asking them the same question maybe like 15, 20 times. And I was like, I was trying so hard to remember, like, who won? What happened? Why? It was just like a very blurry moment. And I remember the next two or three days, then I started watching, like, all the pictures and videos. Turns out, like, I was fully awake. I was responsive a little bit in the locker room post-knockout. And you don't remember that? Yeah, man. No. No, no, Crazy. If it wasn't for the videos and pictures, I wouldn't have remembered. Yeah. No, he was strong, man. He was strong. Um... But Tahseen, that sounded like... Who, sorry, go. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but um, I got praised a little bit. You know, protect us, but at the time I was 17, you know, I got a little praise for being uh, brave enough to, to step into to the ring with him. But 
obviously, if I knew what I was getting myself into, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah, because I was saying it, it looked like a setup almost, man. Yeah, 33 is not old, man. That's like prime. <laughs> it, it, for me, it was old at the time, but I'm not even 33 yet, you know, so subhanAllah, it is prime. Yes, you're prime, bro. Like, um, the, the, the grey hair was must have been what you saw back home was something growing up. Because you think about how old he is, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? And what he went through. Do you know and what I mean? 33 is no joke. It's no joke. is like the beginning of... Yeah. So. Uh, and I think a few months after I went to his gym, we became friends, me and Maga. We're friends mm. now. Uh, I went to the gym one time just to check on him training and um, he, he was shirtless and he had like this chain over his neck and he was doing dips and I can see his biceps and triceps <laughs> all bulging out. Like, whoa, whoa. It's like <laughs> Rocky, Rocky, you know? Rocky, was it Rocky 4? Rocky 5? Which one is the Ivan Drago one? I think 4. 4. When, when uh, the guys, you know that, uh, that, that montage, man? SubhanAllah. So, is, so like, did he introduce you to, to, to what you're doing now? Is that how he, he kind of... He didn't introduce me directly. It right. was more indirectly. So after that fight, uh, my, my parents started to get a little skeptical about this uh, mm. Muay Thai business. Um, I was offered by my same coach to fight MMA. And I was so hyped up about it. I wanted to do it. But my dad kept refusing. He said, absolutely not. Um, so he, my coach booked me another boxing fight. And, um, after that, one of the sheikhs in Emirat, he was, he was Syrian, a close friend of ours. He brought me, he was like, yo, what's hukum for boxing? I said, <laughs> I, said I don't know, man. We're Muslim. You gotta be strong. You know? <laughs> he said, okay, 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 okay. Wait, don't, don't do that. You know, loop around. So he, he gave me the hukum. And after that, I said, you know, that, that makes sense. And plus it's hurting me. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't right in the head for a little bit after the knockout. Um, so one of my friends told me, Man taraka shay'in Allah bi khayran min. You know, Sorry. whoever leaves something for the sake of Allah, Allah will replace it with something better for him. So I, I was a bit sad for a few months leaving Muay Thai. I made a decision to just train but not fight. I wanted to be a fighter, man. I wanted to be like the best of the best and whatnot. And um, on the poster, you can see my teammate, he's on the bottom left. And yeah, to bring it up. I call him, I said, bro, I want to train jujitsu in your city. It was a bit, you know, like a 15, 20 minute drive. He said, why do you want to come to my city City when you have the Dagestani and Chechens right next to you? Start training with them. Yeah, the guy right next to me. Not the bald guy. Uh, the, 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 the blue blue wraps or the black wraps. Yeah, black wraps. Enlarge it, bro, is that? Oh, yeah, right there, Anas. Yeah, Iraqi guy, Anas. So he says, Tahsin, train with the Dagestanis and Chechens, Jiu-Jitsu. They're right next to you. I said, really? Okay. But I'm going to pause there for a second. After I fought Maga, they were telling me, oh, he's from Shishan, he's from Shishan. I'm like, I know I've heard of this place called Shishan, but what is it? Why are they so strong? Why is it so intimidating? Why is everybody talking about it like it's something special, you know? <laughs> And uh, I did my research well, and I just fell in love with Kafkaz, fell in love with the region and uh, their culture and their training regiment and all that stuff. And um, I just happened to call my friend, told me train with train with the Chechens and Dagestanis, and it all started from there. It all started from there. So they've got like a base in UAE where you were, like a gym. Yeah. So the coach he was from Dagestan, and he had you know all the Russians train with him. It was a very small gym, rented out place. Um, barely anybody knew about him and um, it just grew from there I was training with them 
jujitsu and I fell in love with the sport. Yeah, I had prior experience white belt, you know, maybe yeah. two or three months on the gi. Um, but yeah, that's that's where everything escalated for for Kafkas. Everything just from that point. Um, it was it was an amazing experience. Serious question, Tassin, Yeah. Yeah. Serious question. Yeah. Okay. When you were training with the Dag- Dagestanis and the Chechens, did you see anyone putting guard, bro? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's and like cut off for them, bro. Like, that's it. No pulling guard, bro. No pulling guard, man. You know, it's funny you bring that up. We had white belts who, who would train with us. And wallahi, bro, I would be flying around the room <laughs> with their Tsiyonagi, uh, Ashagarami. I'm like, man, this is not home. Um, but they all have either wrestling or judo experience. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, man, I just want to, I just want to grapple. I don't want to fly today. This is, that would be my mindset sometimes. Um, but yeah, pulling guard was, uh, if they pulled guard, it would be for a second to sweep you right. into a mount. It would be a split second. Uh, but yeah, pulling guard is, is not something they can It's do. not culturally appropriate. <laughs> It's too slow. They're it's, very fast paced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put the and pressure, top pressure, guard passing, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now they're developing that. Before it was just a lot of movement, a lot of a lot of you know, very quick. You know, now they're now they're controlling that movement to pressure. Before it wasn't too much pressure. Why do you think that? I mean, on the world stage, how mm-hmm. comes there's not that many guys competing pro jiu-jitsu? You know, like on that. On that level, I'm sure there's guys that are, you know, from Russia. Yeah, yeah, from Dagestan, Chechnya, like pro level jujitsu. You know what I mean? They, I'll, that's a good uh, question because there's a lot of them who are extremely high level, but they compete with um, United World. Uh, oh, UWW. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. Any chance they get, but I think why they don't go to the bigger tournaments is because of visa problems. Okay. A lot of them, you know, I'm telling you, there's so many of them that are scary looking, man. Scary looking, very fast, big, strong. They just they just don't have an opportunity to uh, travel visas and whatnot. Because we have some, mashallah, some brothers from Dagestan, Chechnya that, you know, yeah, yeah, wrestle yeah. with us. Uh, good, close brothers of ours, mashallah. Yeah, and yeah, uh, um, they, they from, from our conversations with them, like, if you look at the totem pole of grappling, mm-hmm. they said that wrestling is like there. Number one. Number one. Like, if you don't wrestle, then it's judo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. then it goes down to sambo and then mm-hmm. MMA and then kind of like, do, do you get me? That's, That's kind of That's for true. them culturally, wrestling is right at the top. Um, yeah. When you don't know what to do with your son, you just throw him in wrestling school. Yeah. So, uh, d- <clears throat> I know we're going to go towards the whole Rise and Glide stuff, but I just want to bridge the gap, yeah? So okay. you started Jiu-Jitsu, you're getting thrown around in this gym full of, like, killers, yeah? Um, <laughs> how long did that last for? I, I'm, are you still training with them? Obviously, you're in LA now, but, um, mm. like, talk us mm. through that kind of period of... I think you're a purple belt, right? Yes. At the moment, yes. yeah. So um, what happened between that time and now? And uh, with regards to jiu-jitsu specifically. Fair enough. Um, so I started jiu-jitsu with them in 2013. I think February of 2013. I, start, I started training under Omar Abdul Rashido from Dagestan. Uh, I stayed with him roughly two years. I think it was one year and nine months. 
um, I got my blue belt under him. And during, during that duration of a year and nine months, we competed so much, uh, so many tournaments. You know, Abu Dhabi and Dubai, it's, it's like the capital of yeah. jiu-jitsu now. So every month there's a tournament. Now, me winning is not the question. It's just the matter of competing. I wasn't winning anything. Maybe out of 10, 12 tournaments, I won maybe three. Um, as a, as a white belt? Yeah, as a white belt yeah. only. My first tournament was Abu Dhabi World Pro 2013. Wow. That was, I started in February. It was in April. So it was only a few months of training. And I get in, I'm like, what is this? You know, behind the scene, backstage, there's like 12 mats. It's live. There's cameras. There's, you know, like 8,000 people watching. It was, it was an amazing atmosphere to experience. Um, so I competed a lot as a white belt. Uh, trained with him for a year and nine months. Um, fell in love with Dagestan, Chechnya, you know, uh, different regions of Russia, Kafkaz and whatnot. Um, then I moved back to California in 2014. Right. So did you travel to those places at that time? At or that time, it was my dream to travel. Right, to, but you, just through the culture and meeting them and speaking to them. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I just, I loved them and I loved the culture and I couldn't travel. So it was, the dream was building up. Right, okay. So I understood their culture. I understood their mindset, their trainings and how they talked and walked and everything being surrounded by them the whole time. Um, and I remember at the time at the gym, I was the only Arab training amongst them. Right. So it was kind of like a special thing. And I was seeing the strength <laughs> with the Russians. And I, and I liked that, you know, that was nice. You know, it was, uh, um, it was a nice thing for me. Alhamdulillah, I gained their trust with the Kim brothers and we're still in contact with Mashallah. all of them. Um, so yeah. Tassin, talk to me about the, the, the Arabs there, man. Because like, um, we've got Jiu-Jitsu is a big culture there now, yeah. Like mm -hmm. I know, I know mm -hmm. it's like a almost like you could call it a national sport almost. Um, I know yeah. it's in schools yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Um, what's the level there like? Emiratis, I'm talking about. Emiratis. Yeah. You know, okay. Now the Emiratis are next level. To be honest. Okay. <clears throat> Back in 2013, 14, there was only a few Emirati black belts. Maybe Ahmed Al Kipti, and there was only a few of them that were very well known. Uh, they were purple, almost brown, or they got their brown competing. But now, mashallah, you'll find so many Emiratis with black belts or brown belts. Uh, they've been pushing the pace. Uh, as you know, the government sponsors jiu-jitsu yeah. <clears throat> to its yeah. people. So the government of Abu Dhabi and Dubai, they bring the best Brazilian coaches. And you can train for free under these guys. So this coach is, is getting his salary. He has a car. Uh, he has a place to stay. He has good treatment. Whether he has one student or has two hundred students, crazy. Uh, so these these guys are just building up, you know, the best of the best Emirati guys. And every month now they're traveling Croatia, or Russia, or Belgium. They're competing everywhere, and they're getting there. Why do you think? I mean, you might not know the answer to this here, but um, why do you think they picked jiu-jitsu as a sport? They could have done it. They could have uh, picked anything, right? They yeah, could have picked yeah. football, soccer, whatever it's called. Uh, they could have picked, I don't know, bro, like equestrian sports because I know they love uh, horse, horse related stuff, right? Um, yeah, yeah, they like that so why well. did they pick jiu-jitsu, man? You know, the story we know is Sheikh Tahnoon bin Zayed. He used to live in California in the 90s and he was training under uh, the Gracies out here in California. And in 94, I think he got his black belt. Right. And he said, if I'm going to invest it in myself, I'm going to invest it in my son. And if I invest it in my son, I'm going to invest it into my country. 
So after 94 is when he came back and he started ADCC, Abu Dhabi Combat Club, and everything just uh, picked okay. up from All right. Yeah, so was it hard? Was it hard leaving that atmosphere, going back to LA, going back to America, or was it like a, a life choice that it had to be done? Like, um, in terms of jujitsu or just lifestyle? Just, just lifestyle in general, man. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit difficult. I wanted to leave, but I didn't want to leave. Khalas, I got a little comfortable living there, but at the same time, I kind of, I had to come back. Um, but yeah, you can say I spent my childhood days there. Like I grew up in, in Sharjah. Well, that's that's home for yeah. me. That's part of home. Uh, but yeah, it was an amazing experience. I made some friends over there that's part of our lifelong brothers right now. Alhamdulillah. And you were there on your own? Or was your family there? Or was just your dad? You family, and your dad? Family. Oh, family, the whole family. Oh, so you all family. moved back to LA, basically. That's right. That's okay. Right. So you got here 2014 now? 2014. So started that, looking for jiu-jitsu gyms. Yes, I was thinking. Yeah, so what, what happened yeah, there? Right away. I found a few places, but I didn't like, you know, what was going on. I don't like the whole politics drama. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You have to wear a certain uniform, and you have to wear this patch, and you have to bow here and take permission to be a human and leave. And all that. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't like these things, man. I, don't, I really don't. You know, when you go to training, you're supposed to uh, let loose a little bit, you know. Have fun, enjoy the training. I don't want to go to training and feel like I'm in a like boot military camp. boot yeah. camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I found I found um, well, I found a gym not too far away from me at the time, and uh, I trained with them for five years. And it was, uh, I think, I owe it to that coach. I mean, he built up my basics very strong, very strongly. Who is it? If you don't want me asking, his name was Jerbo Jerbo Nerne. He was under. Um, Braga, Vander Braga. Brazilian guy, yeah? Yeah, he was under uh, Vander Braga. I think he was like the first Irish-American under Vander to get his black belt. Right, 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 right. So you were there for five years, so that takes us up to what, 2019 now? Yes, exactly. Well, I'm terrible, but I I can tell you haven't watched the other episodes because I'm terrible at maths. I watched, well, I watched the whole time, <laughs> the whole time you were talking, yeah, I'm doing the maths in my head. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so yeah, so it's five years there. So I'm guessing they, yeah. you got your purple belt there. No, actually, I I left right before I got my purple belt. Um, right. I left the beginning of 2019, and I was off for a few months. And in September 2019, I went to Dagestan and I got my purple belt from a Dagestani coach in Dagestan. Cool, man. So how long were you there for the first time you went? Dagestan, the first time, I think I was there for 20 days or a month, 2016. Wow. Yeah. So I went to Chechnya, Dagestan, and uh, Circassia, and uh, Moscow for the first time. So what what was it like? So where do you land? Where do you land? You land in Moscow, right? Yeah, you land in Moscow. So you can't take a direct flight to Dagestan, can you, obviously? No, it's no, you, no, you can't. No, you so can't. you, but you, you fly from Moscow. You have to drive from Moscow to. Some people drive, but that's a twenty-four hour drive. I Oof. take another flight. It's only two and a half hour flight. You land in Moscow. Moscow. I went to from Moscow to, Minrenli um, Vodi. This is in Circassia. Right. I stayed there for around a week and a half. No, I stayed there for. Close to 20 days. 
Yeah, in Circassia. Where's Circassia? Sharkas. Let's Google it. There's like, well. Yeah. Um, it has more than one spelling: Cherkesk or Circassia. Find it, bro. How do you spell it? C I R C A S I A, right? Something like that. Yeah, double S I A. Double S I A. Circassia. C R I. C I R. C I R C A double S I A. Or you can put. Uh, well, and, and, uh, another brother here, Somali brother, Masha Muhyiddin. He just um, he travelled. He, he he goes there quite often. I don't know when last time he went. Yeah, I know Muhyiddin. You know Muhyiddin. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, mashallah, yeah. So he, yeah, yeah. when he came back, he told us all these stories about. Uh, he was saying like they were shocked to see a black guy, bro, because he's Somali. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, unheard yeah. of. Um, no, but they have. I don't know why they do. Yeah, but it's true. There's not too many black people out there. Yeah, Karachayo, Cherkessi. Yeah. Okay. Just mountains everywhere, man. Wow. Talk about oxygen, bro. Can't even breathe. Is it? <laughs> In training, I feel like I'm dying. There's a brother we know as well. He's from a place called Kobradina. Have you heard of it? Kobradina, Balkaria. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's from there. But you know when you chat to them, yeah? Like there's so many languages and so many yeah. like ethnicities. You don't. It's like they're not a homogenous people. They're kind of like, like different. Yeah, yeah. so different, man. And yeah, I remember because yeah. um, I think Chechen. I think another word for Chechen is Nokshi, right? Nokshi. Nokshi, yeah. and that comes from the Nuh Alisalam, right? That's what yeah, his brother. Was, that's the, what the brother was telling me. He was telling me that the descendants uh-huh. of Nuh, basically. I hope I'm not butchering this. But that's where the word Nokshi comes from. They'll come after you, bro. They, they'll come after me. Yeah, no, no, be, be careful. But um, but yeah, so he was talking, he was telling me about um, like, you know, the different, my blessing, bro. Like, give me an education, mashallah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, talk us through landing. Is that, um, from what Mohidin's telling me, that airport's like this, like basic, like a basic airport, very, isn't very, it? Very basic. So the one in Dagestan is, is getting remodeled. It's all like this new international airport. But the one in Minren Livodi in Cherkes, next to Kabardina Balkaria, I land there and it's a very simple airport. My friend picks me up, I spend 20 days there. And then we take a drive from there to Dagestan. Right. That was, I think, a 12 hour drive, 10 or 12 hour drive with stops. And, I'm, and Dagestan looks just like Cherkes, you know, Cherkes, the same thing. But I'm looking, oh my God, is Dagestan. <laughs> It's like there's a line, and then you're you're somewhere else, and then boom, you're in Dagestan. <laughs> Dagestan, yeah, across the yeah, borders a few times. So, uh, so sorry, I've got so many questions. Yeah, if, if, if you don't mind me asking. So, so from my understanding, Dagestan and Chechnya province, uh, uh, they're rep- what 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 republics. Republic. What does that mean? Because they're in Russia, mm-hmm. but they're a republic. How does that work? It's like a state in a country. So California is a state, right. In the United States. Uh, so Dagestan is a republic in, a, in in Russia. So it's a country in a country, if that makes sense. They have so, their own president, but the rule comes from Russia, head of Russia. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. like for example, in California, you've got the governor, right? Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. reports. Obviously, the president is the one that does. So he governs the laws within his state, right? He's got some yeah. sort of autonomy with regards to local yeah. law, right? That's but, true. But That's and true. then there's kind of like obviously international law and that's federal law that's it exactly yeah, yeah. So we have state law and we have federal law federal law nobody I and mean, you can't change nothing called federal it goes for the whole country 
And then you have the state law, which differs the state by state. Right. So that's similar to Dagestan yeah. and Chechnya and the other yeah, places. That, that's how I, that's my interpretation yeah. of it. That's my interpretation of it. Okay. But they all have one currency. They all are united under the same language, Russian. They all speak Russian, even though they have their own languages. Um, one currency, one language, uh, one major president, top president. Um but they all have borders with each other, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what, what, which is closer to Moscow, Dagestan or Chechnya? Oh, this is probably a stupid question, yeah? But, like, uh, how they're positioned? Because Dagestan, Dagestan and Chechnya are borders with each other, literally borders. It's, okay. it's less than an hour and 20-minute drive, yeah. Right, 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 right. It's basically the same thing. You can land in Grozny Airport or you can land in Makhachkala Airport. Mahashchala. Okay. Mahachkala. 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 There you go. There you go. Bro, your Google Earth skills are the worst. I'm a white belt in Google Earth, bro. Bro, you're not even a white, you don't even wear a gi, bro. You're walking out in the street, bro. Okay, so. So, yeah, so I've watched some of your vlogs. Actually, I almost watched all of them. My kids love watching them, by the way. Uh, oh, we sit, well, like we sit down and watch it, man. It's hilarious, bro. Yeah. It's you know what's funny. It's like we're there with you. Yeah. Well, like it's you know, uh, you know what's funny when you make content, you don't understand yeah. who's watching it, how it affects yeah. their lives, where they're watching it. Does that make sense? Um, True, so for us, I've, I've 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 sat down with them and watched the I think three or four episodes. Um, uh, and uh, even nah, subhanallah, it was really, it's really good. Oh, Zach, bring up the the YouTube channel, please, Habibi. Uh, Rise and Glide, yeah. Uh, which which leads me to so this trip here was before Rise and Glide. Oh yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah, let's. This is a good point to just describe to us what what is Rise and Glide. What was the premise of it? Why did you start it? And uh, and so on. So during my duration training with uh, the Dagestanis and Chechens, we'll call them the Russians in Dubai. Um, I fell in love with that region without even being there. And I said, you know, one day I want to go visit your homeland. One day I want to visit. And they would always tell me, come, Tassin, come, come. But I just couldn't for so many reasons. Um, so when I visited in 2016, I already, already had all these friends built up and these connections. Uh, and they were all waiting for me in different regions of uh, Kafkaz. Um, so I went there the first time and I had a blast. I thought I was at home. Uh, I felt I already knew the culture. I, I was able to blend in. I even looked like them. They yeah. didn't think I was part of their... Yeah, there's funny stories I'll tell you about that in Moscow. But <laughs> and yeah, I was able to blend in very well. Alhamdulillah. Um, but what I wanted to do before even Rising Glide became a thing is I wanted to go to, to their country and train. Right. I just wanted to train. I wanted to stay there for two, three months and train and eat the way they eat and walk the way they walk and, you know, just live the way they're living. Um, but for obvious reasons, Annie, you can't just leave life behind home and all the responsibilities and go live for somewhere for three months. Uh, so I would go visit when I can. I went two times and, no, I went another time in 2018. And then I went two times in 2019. In 2018, October 6, 2018, do you remember that day? What happened? That's when Habib fought Conor McGregor. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. October 6th, 2018. And you were there? So I, I was there. Whoa. Was there. Talk us and about yeah. what that experience was like, man. So 
I was stalking the UFC page and Habib's page prior to the announcement of the fight. Because I knew the fight was brewing at that time. They just didn't announce the dates. And when they announced it, I booked my flight immediately. Immediately. I think it was a month and a half before or two months, right? And so I had planned it to be in, in his hometown, watching it with his people. That's nuts, that man. But when I was out there and I was documenting and posting all these stories, what was going on and whatnot, people started messaging me, hey, bro, I want to come out to Dagestan too. I want to train jujitsu and wrestling, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, these people are demanding and, and they're asking for what I'm basically have been doing for the past few years. You know, this is what I want to do. So from that demand, I said, hmm, maybe I can monetize a little bit. Let me see what I can do. So I bought a notebook, started sketching ideas. And I knew it was going to be with jujitsu, but I didn't know how I wanted to structure it. And um, then I started brainstorming names. I said, okay, maybe I can make a business out of this. And one step led to another, and I came up with the name Rising Light. I can show you the sketches I have and whatnot. But Mashallah. So what, what, yeah. was the, what was the premise behind the name Rising Glide? So during the two weeks or month in 2018, um, I was sketching out names. I wanted it to be a timeless name where you can slap it on anything and it'll, it'll, it'll make sense. Yeah. Um, some people have, for example, um, Toyota Motors. And when you put a motor, when the word motor, it's only used for things with, you know, motor vehicles or motorcycles, you know, you can't use it for more than one purpose. And that time, my friends from Dagestan took me to a, uh, a mountain. I think it was called the Gunip, Gunip Mountain. Bro, you go up to this mountain, you drive like three hours. And then there, another Jeep comes and takes you and goes up the steep hill for another 30 minutes. And the view you get from that is breathtaking. It's it's scary. It's a straight drop down. It's Whoa. in one of my vlogs, maybe. Um, and while I'm watching, I see this eagle and it's flying, but it's not flapping its wings. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gliding. It's gliding. Um, yeah, so it was gliding, and I said, hmm, "That's well, okay. Maybe eagle has to do with gliding. People people traveling the airplane." And uh, so I got the glide written down and I said, okay, what's, what goes up must come down. So what's going up, rise. So rise and glide. In Russian, it's panimatsa i parit. So going up and just gliding. Go on there, bro. That's poetic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has a story to it. <laughs> Let me show you the one. If you can go back, I'll show you where the... Uh, scroll down just a little bit. Uh, this is the bottom of it. No, no, up, up. Sorry. Uh, it is it is the one it says uh, number 15. Yes, that one. Don't worry, I won't uh, flag you for copyright. <laughs> Please don't, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whoa, that's the place, that man. One. That is. Is this the one where you go inside that cave? Oh, not my, no, 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 I don't think that's that one, no. Whoa, look at this, man. You can't go there without a big, big car, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a special Jeep park, like an hour down, they take you special. You can't go with your own car. What are they doing down there, man? They're just waiting for you. They wait for people, a lot of people to go there. It's like a tourist site. Right, right, right. See, that looks normal, but when you're up close and you see the drop... Yeah, yeah. It's perspective, oh. right? It's the perspective. It's where you are 
in perspective yeah. to uh, where everything. Yeah. Subhanallah. Look there at that. Whoa. Do people live there? No, people don't live there. Not, not in this area. Only go goats, bro, probably. Or <laughs> <laughs> so who are these guys, man, that were with you? Those are my friends. I'm all trying to, I was trying to pause it. But those are my friends. <laughs> you and, want to pause uh, it, Zach? <laughs> well, pause uh, it where there's people, innit? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, those are my friends. From Dagestan, Muhammad, Tagir, Muhammad. Um, yeah, those are my buddies from Dagestan. Inshallah. Um, and do they speak English? Yeah. So some of these guys I met in uh, Dubai as well. We right. trained together. And we also went to the same university together. Okay. Mashallah, look at that, man. It's just mountain. It's in, all the way across the... I'm, I'm guessing the whole landscape's like this. That's Photoshop, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know when you go up when you go up to the to the corner and look at it, you just you feel like your breath is gonna go away if you fall. You know, it's just that's crazy. Is... And I'm guessing the high where you were, you said where you saw the eagle. That's the that's the highest it goes, right? Or yeah, this is one of the highest points, if I'm not mistaken. And this is where I saw the eagle in this in this, in this area picture, right yeah? here. And it's, and it's uh, just hey. gliding. It's such a beautiful thing to see, just gliding. Look it's at beautiful, that. man. If you if you go forward a little bit, I don't know. You have to skim through. I was sitting on the. Oh, there you go. You're crazy, man. <laughs> to go back. <laughs> Mahbul, bruv. bro. That is nuts, bro. Can I, bro? You know how scared of heights I am. That is actually giving me a nausea right now, bro. Oh my <laughs> god. What possessed oh. you, man? It's, it's someone made it into like a sitting spot, or maybe it's just the stones laid out. Right. Like okay. Whoa, but just look how far the other guy is. You know, not other look how far the other guy is. Oh my days, that that is absolutely not. I went, I went, we've got um, in, in the UK, uh, uh, so every summer ish, we go to Wales, yeah. and there's a mountain there called Snowdonia. That's not, is it Snowdonia? Mount, Mount Snowden, sorry. Uh, Snowdonia is like the area, it's mountainous area. Mm -hmm. I think Snowden is the highest peak in the UK, I think. It might be. It might be another. It doesn't matter. But I've been yeah. to the peak and yeah, I'm guessing good. those mountains are probably double the, the, the height of... The, of, Allah of Allah, man. Allah, Allah. I wouldn't yeah, doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Exactly. And, and being yeah. there and the stillness of everything. Everything's just still. SubhanAllah. Yeah, and, and it was nice, but it's scary, you know, like... You feel it in your guts. You feel it. You feel it. That's it. And and it makes you wonder as well. Cause you know when you live in the city, subhanAllah, yeah? Like, um, everything's up close, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when you mm -hmm. go somewhere like that, everything's open. You really realise how insignificant you are, man. SubhanAllah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, the power yeah. of Allah as well. Like, the power like, of nature. And, and, and it's, it's another level, bro. So, how often do these guys do... Uh, like, um, so, okay, you went to these... Um, um, how often do you go to the mountains? Is it something like a? Is it? Of the, I'm guessing that was just a trip that you went to see. But mm -hmm. what did you do outside of this? Uh, so during my visit, I was training. I was visiting the mountains. There's there's so many different mountains you can visit. So many different mountains. Um, there was a few lakes we went to, uh, hanging out with people, meeting with new people. Um, What's the lifestyle like, Tassin? That their the lifestyle, lifestyle, yeah, yeah. What's their lifestyle like? What do they do? Kind of um, because it's 
it's a, it's a small republic. Yeah. So there's there's not much to do, but there's there's much to do. But like in LA, there's miles and miles. You can go drive so far. You can do so many things. But over there, it's uh, they tell you it's eat, train, sleep, repeat because of, of you know the city. It's small. There's not much to do unless you work full time. Um, so the time is very uh, very very laid back. They're not in a hurry. They are in a hurry when they're driving, but in terms of lifestyle, <laughs> it goes very slow. If that makes sense. I understand. Yeah. Did you find it's that? Did you find that your t- you, you felt like you had more time there? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, I did have more time, but I didn't have more time because I'm I'm a visitor, so my time is limited. So, so, yeah. so I was trying to get things done as much as possible, you know. What about the training there? So when you got there, um, what was training like? How did they treat you in the gym? Did they want to tear your heart out? Or what was it like? You're, you're for, or did they look after you? Or what was the? <laughs> Hey, you, you know, you know when the tiger is, uh, is eyeballing his, his prey, you know, it's yeah. dumb. That's how I felt. I felt I was the pigeon, you know, amongst them, just waiting to be attacked. There's one brother at the gym. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name, uh, but everyone who's listening will know who he is. There's a yeah. couple of brothers, and uh, like when we, when you hear this, brother, come, let's go. You know, you you know, you're going to get put in a washing machine, man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of washing machine, one of my Dagestani friends, he said, Nassim, come back to Dagestan, we'll make you into a machine. Yeah, <laughs> washing machine. <laughs> I used to get ragdolled so much. Is there. it? Did you yeah, start you to cut? Did you feel that you were improving though? Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky slope because by the time you, your cardio gets used to the environment, um, it, it takes a long time. Yeah, and if you're training consistently for two weeks, maybe after two weeks you'll find the, you know, climate starting to you're uh, getting used to it. But it's oh, really so you're saying a... the altitude affected you? Oh man, I feel, I feel I am suffocating, like breathing out of a, a straw when I'm training. Whoa! Now I know I don't have the best cardio in the world, but over here I do fairly okay in LA, fairly okay. Even though I'm not so consistent in my training, but when I'm training, it's not so bad. I can go three rounds and huffing and puffing and whatnot. But over there, after the first round, I'm done. I'm done. Zero. Wow. Zero. So, oh, so what, what are you saying? So it's, it's because of the altitude or is it just because of the uh, way they train? It's like a valley. It's mountains. It's all, so, all in oh, mountains. Mahachkala is down below. And it's altitude. They call oh. it acclimatizat. So, you know, yeah, so you need. Uh, I know it's like I know like a lot of boxers as well when they train in Mexico, when they fight in Mexico City, they got, got like a month beforehand or whatever to kind of. Yeah. Or was it Cain yeah. Velasquez that had to? Did they fight in Mexico UFC? I'm pretty sure they did. In Mexico, they're building stuff in Mexico. Is it? No, because I think UFC. Did they have a, a UFC Mexico? I'm not Brazil? sure. Or maybe Brazil, or maybe. But I do, I do know, like there was a maybe it wasn't Cain Velasquez, maybe it was someone else. But they they had to literally go there, or go to somewhere like Colorado, you know, like yeah, which is a bit the elevation yeah. yeah people ex- go to UFC one five nine. Oh, was it Rodriguez versus Stephens? That was the. Was that in Mexico? That was in Mexico. Okay, City. right. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So that I know that's high altitude as well. So a lot of the guys I know Canelo fought in Mexico City as well, um, but yeah, that's mad. I didn't realize it affects you that bad. I thought it, a couple of days you'll you'll get used to it. Oh no, a couple of days. I before I would go, 
I would do the stairmaster for maybe two weeks just to kill myself. You know what the stairmaster? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just to get a, just to get it like a, like a heads up or you know pre-start. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was difficult for me. It was difficult. So those Not two. Not to scare away our future clients, <laughs> but <laughs> you can do it. But I'm with my job. We did a we did a, a project for we have a there's a place here. Um, they build altitude centers. So, or they can rent you a tent. So there's a tent, you take mm -hmm. it to your house and you sleep inside it. And that starts to acclimatize you slowly to altitude. How does it do that? That's interesting. So I think there's a machine, they pump something in there or I don't know how, I, to be honest, I didn't really go into the science of it. Or yeah, you can yeah. go inside the, like for example, the big football clubs have it. Uh, Manchester City, Man United, mm -hmm. Liverpool, all these guys. They, you they, know yeah, so it, it helps with the cardio, I guess, and all that stuff. So, well, uh, my one of my first kickboxing coach, he was so old school. He would put water in our mouths. He say he would make us do the, you know, hitting the pads. <laughs> and don't you dare swallow the water or spit it out. You have to breathe from your nose. <laughs> That's the That's only. That's interesting, uh, man. <laughs> It's, it's like duct taping your mouth. Yeah, you have, yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. Breathe from your nose, and that's a killer, man. That's. Oof. So you're kind of like that for your nostrils. If you got blocked nose, bro. Yeah, if you got blocked nose, you're finished, man. That's the only time in my life I wanted. <laughs> yeah, mashallah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. after your first trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After so, 2000, so, so, 2000 what, what, what time? Well, when was this? July or June or July 2016. That was the first trip. So that was the first trip. You went there by yourself. You had all these messages from people. I oh, don't know. That's 2018. So you know, I'm talking about 2018. So you mm. saw the mm. fight in Dagestan. Yeah, talk us through that. I, what was that like? That experience? Because the fight was in Las Vegas, so there was a big time difference. Yeah. So the fight for us was around uh, three o'clock in the morning, I believe. And right. everybody was gathered up at their homes or at the cinema or restaurants or cafes. And yeah, the whole republic was closed for that day. Wallah, you would think it was Eid al-Adha. Wow. And uh, posters of him everywhere, people wearing his T-shirt, the papachas, everything. Yeah. And it was it was atmosphere like the next level. Um, so we go into this cafe and this cafe, and I'm very grateful and thankful. But one of my friends, he, he's uh, in Arabic, we say wasl. In English, it's um, you know when he's high level within politics and oh, well, see, yeah, and yeah, yeah, like a like um, uh, like an elder, not elder, but like a. He's connected. He's connected. He's connected. Yeah, he's connected. Yeah. yeah, he's connected. So he was he was uh, very kind enough to invite me to a, a invite only cafe. This was like exclusive to like um, uh, relatives of Habib. So in that right. cafe, there was a private room for Habib's father and his friends to watch it. Right. Um, and I was in and I was in the other room, which is the, the cafe, and everybody was sitting there watching it. I even have videos. I'm sitting with Habib's first cousin, uh, Najmuddin, and we're sitting there watching the fight. Bro, the adrenaline going through <laughs> our bodies, the, the atmosphere, people shaking the tables, people dancing, people... A guy brought an eagle. He was wearing an eagle on his hand. Brother, if you go to my Instagram, there's like these uh, IG highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is all is all about that one. Oh, yeah, bring it up, Zach. You know, we're watching it here. Actually, we're watching it with all the brothers as well, the Dakistani yeah. brothers, Chechen brothers. Yeah, well, and, and, all the way to the right. 
Dagestan one, I believe. There we go. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. Click one. it. Yeah, one or two. Yeah. There we go. Is there sound to this? Set? Maybe this one doesn't, but the next ones do. Bro, look, that's three in the morning. Yeah, it was late at night. It was late at night. I'm telling you, people are getting ready to to have aid. <laughs> <laughs> I saw videos of people like shooting guns in the sky. Yeah, I saw horses. There was horses. There was the there Alhamdulillah. Was the... I know you don't like. This. I know you don't like this. <laughs> yeah, this was a pre-fight. Pre the roads were shut for a few hours after the fight. People were dancing, horses. <laughs> Man, it was a national. So are you holiday. filming? Are you filming this? Yes. Yeah, there I am. You look gassed, there, bro. What show? Oh, right. no sleep. This guy was with an eagle. Where, where, where? Go where? Oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> that eagle is just chilling there, man. That's Habib's cousin, Najmuddin. Which He's one? With the papach? No, the other one. Oh, the other one. And then the beef afterwards as well. That was another story. Oh yeah. And sure, you can sure. feel you can feel the environment just building up. And when you go outside, it's already sunlight and people are dancing. People brought their horses and people it was online, it was an amazing time. So what was the reaction afterwards? So once it, no, they didn't want to give him his belt. Remember that whole shenanigans afterwards? And yeah, then yeah, yeah. So what was the reaction to everyone? Um Back we were home. we were just uh, we were just waiting for the news to unfold. Um, even like a few days after, we we're just waiting to see what happens. Um, but it was a crazy time. October 9th, three days after, um, Alhamdulillah, fortunate enough, I got to meet Habib in his own home. No three way! Three days after the fight. Yeah, yeah, that was that was something special. So how did you manage to get in up. there? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's 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 like. A, Chain of events. I was very fortunate. Um, Did you get to speak I got to him? To yeah, yeah. He looked at me. He said, "Brother, what are you doing here?" He, he, he met me prior. I think like a year before that, we right. met in LA. Uh, we spoke on Facetime with his cousin, and um, so he remembered me. He said, "Brother, what are you doing here?" I said, "I came to support you, man." He looked at me like in disbelief. I said, "How many people came to Vegas to support you?" And then how many people came to Dagestan to watch your fight and support you? I had to make myself look good, you know? You know, it's funny. You know, these brothers, they crack me up. They're so direct. Brother, what yeah, are you yeah. doing? Hey. Yeah. If they don't like the way you're dressed, they'll tell you. They'll you tell know? you straight. Where is this brother? Yeah. What kind of shoes is this brother? Yeah, no sugar coating whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I love that about them, mashallah. Yeah, and there was a moment we went to his house. And his father was sitting there and got to say salam to his father. And I sat down. His cousin's also there. Another friend of mine. We're just sitting and I'm looking like, how many millions of people would wish to be in my yeah. spot right now? <laughs> and like, it did it cross my mind. It crossed my mind while I was sitting there. Yeah. So um, Habib's father tells uh, the young cousin, go get, a, go get something and come back. I couldn't understand because they're speaking in their native language. Right, right. And he, and he comes out with a t-shirt and uh, he's like, here. At the Badarak TV, it's a, it's a gift for you. Oh, mashallah. And I'm, and I'm flabbergasted at this point. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all over the place emotionally, but I'm calm and collected. I can't show them. I'm, I'm yeah, because that, that's... Uh, yeah, because, uh, again, showing... I don't know, um, again, these brothers tell us as well. 
about showing emotion, crying. Um, cr- crying, yeah. that's like no no, bro. Yeah, like, you don't yeah. cry in front, bro. You go crying yeah, somewhere yeah. like where no one can see you, not even an eagle, bro. You don't want to turn at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Bro, subhanAllah, bro. Yeah. Don't cry, bro. Yeah. No, Whatever you, or showing no, like overt anger as well, like like being kind of uh, what's the word uh, out of control. Uh, no, that one I have to. That one I have to uh, argue against. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, street, the street fights there, bro. Okay. Is it? Subhanallah. No, but going. Sorry to interrupt. But no, go, go, go. Of, of his father. Um, it was a very special moment for me. It was a very special moment for me. Uh, his father asked him, who is this guy? Like, who's, who's Tahsin and what is he doing in my home? Because I was the only outcast from the group. And he said, they told him this is an American brother, Muslim guy. He's a fan of Dagestan. He's been coming here for a few, few years. He's a sportsman and whatnot. And then uh, Habib's father goes, It's okay. just like, okay. Um, but I also posted a picture with his father and that was you know, one of the highlights of that trip uh, we were in his house and holding the t-shirt so that was a very special moment for me were you scared when he said that who is this guy not scared but uh, it's, like uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable yeah, yeah. like uh, because what am I doing there really yeah, you know, yeah. who invited you bro I didn't invite you <laughs> when we're walking to exactly when we're walking to his house um, it's in one of it's in a building and there's like, you have to cross three buildings and there's a gate and you can see kids on the other side of fences, like uh, hopping the fence over the, over the walls, waiting, recording, waiting okay. to see Habib walk out. Right, right. So Habib had his hoodie on and he's just chilling. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was really a special moment for me. SubhanAllah. That is uh, incredible. Especially, especially at that specific moment. Yeah. That was three days the- after. I think I would say that one of the biggest fights in combat history, man. Like all combat yeah, sports. Like he was limping and he was walking side to side and he was hurt from the jump. Uh, and you can see from his face he was uh, he was tired and uh, mm. depleted, you know, mentally. It takes a toll. It takes a toll. I was gonna say to you, you know, like um, the build up to the fight. So mm. you remember all those shenanigans with Connor? You know, the stupid things he was yeah. saying, yeah. Um, especially when he's talking about you, you Chechen this and your friend is like what? How was that um, received? Obviously, we can imagine like how was that received yeah. over there? Like, because uh, like he was saying that you know he was playing mind games, obviously, but he was saying yeah. that he's got friends in Chechnya and all this stuff, and he's talking rubbish, bro. Like. Have, I know he had some Chechen guys. I know Connor had some, some yeah. Chechen guys he would meet, but he had some Russian guys. And these Russian guys told him the culture about the Chechens and Dagestani. Right. Like Dana White got said, like it got really dark at the press conference because Connor brought up some things that were extremely sensitive into yes. my politics. Yes. And I remember watching going, Eesh, like that. Yeah. World War is going to go on right now, you know? Like you don't nobody like not that nobody goes into these topics because these topics are out of your control. What are you gonna do? You know, and it's serious as well. It's not a yeah. joke. There's no joke in that. You don't. No, there's don't... no joke. You can joke about the guy's beard, about his technique, yeah, and how yeah, he looks yeah. fine. But to joke into high politics like that, and well, also when you brought family in, into it, yeah. you know, we start to yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like yes. you, you're a Muslim. You're an Arab. You know, like somebody talks about our mothers, and sisters. Ah. It's an offline, you know? Red offline. lines, bro. Red lines. 
Yeah, red line. <laughs> we don't mess around, man. Zero tolerance for these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't uh, understand that, that, though. That's the culture, the West, the culture of the West isn't uh, isn't aware of what we have. Yeah, they lost it. Us. They had it at a point, and then and then it got eroded, you know. For freedom, freedom of speech. Freedom, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you could do a whole other podcast on this. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell me about it, bro. I'm it's, waiting for it. So, like, I know you go to Bosnia. So this is another thing, Bosnia now. So, above, you know the pictures from Bosnia, Achi? So real, man. <coughs> it's so yeah. beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. It's different. It's and I know the people. No, no. So, I, I, I mean, Bosnia is one of the places on my bucket list that I want to go, man. Um, yeah. Just because it's you in Europe, to- huh? We want to make it happen for you. Brav, well, like, honestly, like, um, I'd love to do something, man. Um, uh, and I know the jiu-jitsu culture, there's quite, it's kind of uh, up mature, right? It's, there's a lot of guys going over there and training. Yeah, strong and, guys, mashallah. Yeah, mashallah. Strong guys. So, oh, yeah. um, I know we divert a little bit, because we could talk about Dagestan all, all, for another three hours, innit? But um, talk to me about your business now, man, because I think that, okay. I think whoever's listening, obviously the audience... Mm-hmm. They're going to be people mm-hmm. who grapple and who are in it. So this yeah. is your target audience, isn't it? So this is your chance to kind yeah. of uh, like... Uh, we appreciate the plug, as we say. No, 100%, plug. bro. Because look, I, I, for me, I'm all about promoting, you know, our people, bro. And they're doing good things, positive yeah, things, you know, things that are improving, you know, our, 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 our body and our mind and all that stuff. And, and on top of that, we have... It's, it's done by someone who's sensitive to our culture. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? And our, and our, and our beliefs, bro. So... So yeah, so alhamdulillah. So talk to us about this. Uh, I'm very keen to hear like how you set these up. What is it like? Um, if I, if it's, okay, let's put it this way. I'm going to book a, a trip to Bosnia yeah, with you. So okay. talk, talk me through the process. So we have two options on the list right now. We have Bosnia and we have uh, Dagestan, Russia. For, for Dagestan, we have jiu-jitsu tour camps. We have wrestling training camps and we have foodie tour retreats. However, for Russia right now, uh, things are closed for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, until further notice, inshallah. inshallah. But for Bosnia, we offer vacation retreats and jujitsu tour camps. Uh, jujitsu tour camps basically is mixing uh, traveling and tourism with jujitsu. A lot of jujitsu guys, when they travel, they get the itch to train a little bit. Yeah. So we have that perfect, beautiful balance where we do get to have you know, the touristic sightseeing and exploring, and we do have the training uh, as well. So we start off the morning with some training, then we go have some breakfast with some coffee from the beautiful views. Um, and then after that, we just ex- get to explore the beautiful Republic of Bosnia and Herzegovina, you know, whether it's uh, Basharcia or Bilashinsa. I hope I said that correctly. Um, they, they also have very steep mountains. Yes. Oof. Look oh, at this, man. A mirror. Yeah, yeah. Look at this, man. Bruv, look at that. Allahumma bar. That, <laughs> bruv, that, this, you're, you're washing your eyes. Taqsul <laughs> Ayneq. Ayos, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. It's so It's so green as well. It's so green. It's pleasing just to look at. Yeah. Look at the water, man. Oh, man, look at this, man. Wallahi. I was just saying to my missus the other day, I said, I need to, I need, I need a holiday, man. Like I need somewhere where you can go and it's silence, you know, like just quiet. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, Inshallah, you know, we got you this summer, brother. This summer. We were, eat, we were eating, eating barbecue. I don't know if I showed it. There's some barbecue. Um, yeah. I couldn't get my videographer with me, so oh. I had to do everything on my own. And just eat, swim, chill. If you want to entertain, if you want to entertain, you can do something. What well, if we bring the, the missus down? Is there like, um, what's the kind of yeah. environment for Muslim women like over there? Like hijab, niqab, whatever. Allah, it's such a beautiful atmosphere to see over there uh, because it's one of the only Muslim European countries, I believe. Yeah, that's So true. you'll see yeah. the mix of East and West in Bosnia. You have um, women wearing niqab and you have women in booty shorts coinciding yeah. with one another, working with one another. Wow. Some of them are eating <laughs> it's a crazy mix. It's a crazy mix. But you'll see everything. You'll see a mix of everything. Alhamdulillah, very welcoming. A lot of masajid. Uh, even people who aren't religious, yeah. um, they understand. They understand everything. You know, um, Alhamdulillah, there's no there's no um, pressure for what today you need. Also, it was uh, very nice and comforting to see. Alhamdulillah, it's good because you know, like, so you live in the West. We live in the West. I say, yeah, it's the West. Yeah, and um, there's that pressure. You know, as yeah. a Muslim, yeah, yeah. if you're yeah. black, you're Muslim, yeah. or just you know what I'm saying, you're, uh, yeah. you have this invisible pressure from when you wake up, yeah. Like there's there's this kind of force, um, but it's nice to go to a Muslim country and release that pressure a little bit, man, and recharge that's the batteries. Why, uh, that's why in Bosnia you'll see a lot of uh, Khalijis. It's packed with Khalijis because some of them don't want to go to Europe. Yeah. They don't want to spend their dollars or, or dirhams, whatever, in, in Germany or. What's the infrastructure like? As in, you know, like trains, buses, like that kind of stuff. How do you get around? Is it like through rental cars or you can do you can do rental rental cars, you can do taxis very easy, you can do um uh, not the subway, the metro. The metro is very easy to use, very cheap. You know, it's uh, because Bosnia is Sarajevo in Bosnia is like a uh, like a grid street, you know, like grids. Oh, so like in New York. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, So right. it's very easy to, to go around. But when people come with our packages, we take care of everything okay. from A to Z. So, they, so how much are the packages, if you don't mind me asking? Like, how, how, how do you work it out? Or, or is, it, is it bespoke to each person and what they want? Or how do you kind of uh, do so it? So we have, we, we like to, <clears throat> we like to uh, manipulate our packages to our clients. So let's right. say, um, a brother and, and a few guys want to come and you say, okay, we want to do this. We want to go th to this specific mountain. Right, even right. though maybe I don't include it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll include it in the itinerary. It's no problem. So I like to change up things a little bit. Um, in, in, in terms of training, if they come for jiu-jitsu training camps, um, maybe they want a few more training sessions during their duration. I can make that happen for them, you know? But there is, there is a set... Um, base of what we offer yeah and after that we can add and subtract depending okay. on the clients alhamdulillah man. and um, yeah. um, how many times have you done this these trips like how often have yeah. you I, I knew i knew this question was coming <laughs> but, uh, let, let me tell you the should, background should, story shouldn't should i have asked that question that's it no that's fine okay, that's, <laughs> i need to be uh be upfront with, yeah. with our people you know? uh, we launched in april 2019 yeah Okay, we had our first uh, going in November 2019. Right. Okay, so that's a few months after. Um, 
So when we came back in January 2020, do you remember what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Subhanallah, yeah. So your your business just started and then COVID hit. Exactly. Yeah. And where, where did you go in 2019? Was it Dagestan? Yes. Yeah, we had our first, uh, first clients to Dagestan. Very beautiful experience. Alhamdulillah. During the cold. And once we came back, that's when we started hearing rumors from China about COVID 2020. And then from January 2020 until January 2022, zero. So, zero traveling. Wow. Difficult to find clients, nothing. Basically, shut. I'm just working on social media and whatnot. So during that time, I said, okay, I need to find another country. I need to find another branch just in case, just in case Russia closes. And it just closed again. Yeah, yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah. Oh, so um, now we're focusing on Bosnia. Yeah. It's not yeah, a bad. It's not a bad look, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. Before, it's not a bad substitute if you can call it that, man. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Because you know, I, I, I was, I was looking at Bosnia for a few years ago, just kind of like because uh, a lot of brothers, you know, you hear it's almost like a um, a hidden secret, almost. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. not many people think about Bosnia when it comes like des- yeah. you know holiday destinations. You know, and I, I, I spoke to a brother a few years ago. Um, he's like, but it's beautiful. And actually, a Bosnian brother, my shoulder brings his son to the gym. Uh, he does wrestling and jiu-jitsu. And he always tells me, it's beautiful. He goes quite quite often, mashallah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, he's absolutely right. You know, those were the first word I said, because when I went to Bosnia, it was the intention of creating the jiu-jitsu tour camps. The brother out there that I deal with, uh, Sheikh Amir, he's one of the guys I also met while training in Dubai. So we had that connection throughout right. the years. mashallah. Because he used to come and compete almost every year. Um, so, so I went out there with the intentions of creating this tour camp. So I went and I was doing tour, touring around, checking out restaurants, transportation, everything for, for our future clients. And I said the same exact thing. I said, Bosnia is a hidden paradise. People yeah. don't know about this place, you know? So now we're trying to put it on the map for our fellow grapplers and Muslims. Alhamdulillah, man. I look forward to it, man. Well, I, I, something, even the team here, man, we could just come down and guys yeah, at the we'd gym love to put something together for you guys you know? yeah yeah because we obviously we've got a gym and we've got about almost 300 members man so and you know like alhamdulillah like it's uh you know we're doing okay mashallah most of the muslim um mashallah, but, but we're open to everyone you know it's not it's not um <laughs> it's not exclusive you know mashallah every every gym member and I, I don't know a lot of them would be interested like if we if we did like a specific legion one you know if we we work together, I and to, I would love to do something for you guys. And because uh, we were thinking about it, Tahsin, um, I think a couple of years ago to go to Turkey for a wrestling camp mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Turkey. But it, it kind of like you know, when you're running a business, bro, you can't have too many hats on. <laughs> do you understand? Yeah, <laughs> but no, if, and you, you you have to find a guy there, and I mean, then you, you you're kind of ready made, then it you know the stuff, you know yeah. you know what we want, and you know the culture. That's exactly yeah yeah. yeah. Akhim, Akhim that's exactly what I want to offer to my clients. And no, when they come to our camps or our training camps, they don't have to worry about anything else. Accommodation is taken care of. Transportation is taken care of. Training, sightseeing, everything is included with the, with the bundle package. So they can leave their wallets at home. And during the duration for the seven days, everything is included. That's sick, man. You know, everything. So you just really get to go and enjoy everything from A to Z. And, you know, your training, sightseeing, food and all that. Just just enjoy, you know. We just want our people to enjoy and not have to worry about paying this extra fee and whatnot. 
صح انه يو نو وات يور يور تارجت اودينس اف يو دونت مي اسكين يوروب برو انجلند يا بيكوز وي كلوزر ان ات يو انديرستاند اتس كايند اوف لايك اف اي شو يو سمثينج جان اي جست اي جست بوستد ا انستغرام اد فور بوسنيا اي جست ريليست ميبي 2 اورز اجو اند اي بوت تارجت اودينس يو كي I always do the UK. I always get a lot of volume from the UK. Yes, especially in, uh, uh, we're always looking for, especially after all this pandemic, lockdown, <laughs> like uh, all this stuff, yeah, it, 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 people are looking to kind of, you know, and well, Turkey, yeah. Turkey's been saturated now. Everyone, they're from UK, everyone goes to Turkey, man. Yeah, and um, I think Bosnia's closer, right? Pretty sure, what's the, uh, we'll have to check that, bro. Yeah, because you're coming from America, isn't it? So, But I'm yeah. guessing it's probably similar si- similar um, thing. Um, okay, Tahsin, and I've taken a lot of your time, bro. Um, It's all good, man. We'll but um, well, like a very interesting person, mashallah. I love I love what you're doing. Um, I'll put all uh, you know. If you send me like a little description, I'll put it in the YouTube mm-hmm. link as well. Um, oh, and like I look forward anything that you want to promote. I'm happy to promote it for you, inshallah, bro. Any anything. So if you if you got like a like a something coming up soon, just send me a message, inshallah. And we'll 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 do something. We'll I'll, I'll promote it for you, man. I want you to succeed, inshallah. Oh, I think what you're doing is very very good, man. It's unique. It's needed. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's there's a niche yeah, yeah. for it. There's a market for it. There's a market for it, mashallah. Yeah. So um, that that's what I felt in the beginning, alhamdulillah. But it's been it's been you know tough. bump after bump. Yeah, <laughs> it's been tough. So uh, we'll see how Allah opens it up for us. Inshallah. inshallah. Is there anything else you want to share with the with the viewers and the listeners that they should be looking out for what you're doing in the next few months? Or we have an upcoming uh, jujitsu tour camp in Bosnia from June 20th to June 26th. Uh, jitsu tour camp, all inclusive. Uh, you just cover the airfare and the package, and we Is cover it on your everything website? else. Risingglide.com. Go, go, go ahead, Zach. Bring it out, please, bro. Risingglide.com. Packages. We go to Bosnia. No, that's the Dagestan one. Can you click packages? To the left. Yeah, I need to update it a little bit, but that's the one. MashaAllah. Yeah. And isn't brother Eddie from Chicago? Uh, he's Bosnian, right? Yeah. Red, Redzovic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I speak with his brother every once in a while. Who? Adam. Adam, mashallah, yeah. yeah. They have a base out there. I mean, they're obviously Bosnia. They came from Bosnia. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to talk to Adam, man, inshallah. If you can put a word in for me, inshallah. You got Get it, him on the podcast, inshallah. But I think his story is amazing, bro. Oh, yeah. He looks like a savage as well, inshallah. <laughs> Not to be messed with, man. He Not looks to awesome. be messed with. <laughs> We all got the shaved head look, but under the shaved head, that is. Inshallah. Inshallah. Tahsin. Barakallahu for coming on, inshallah. We're definitely going to do this. You know what? I want? Let's do this, yeah? Live on the podcast. I say live. It's pre-recorded. But um, when you yeah. come back from Bosnia, we're going to do another podcast, yeah. inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah. Sounds good. And you can show us, you know, like uh, maybe put together like some, you know, like some images or whatever. And we can go through it. Be good, uh, sure, sure. good, good opportunity for us to see what you know. Hopefully, I, you never know. I might even be there, bro. Inshallah. Allah, we'll speak off camera. <laughs> Inshallah, definitely. Inshallah, Thank you so much for the opportunity. May Allah bless you, and I wish you guys all the best. Jazakallah khairan. Zach, let's let's round it out, bro. Thank you very much, guys. That's all we have time for. Uh, uh, 
I, I always forget to, to say this. Please, if you've got to the end of the podcast, please like and subscribe. Um, if you're if you're listening to this, well, I guess you're, you're following us, isn't it? So it's fine. But go to the YouTube and like and subscribe. So on that note, I'll see you on the next one.